You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan, and along with Christian James, we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Go and use that promo code THPN the next time you go and use DraftKings Sportsbook, our official sponsor for this episode. We thank them for being our sponsor of this episode and all of THPN. Stars win by a final score this afternoon, evening, whatever you want to call it, four to nothing. Great game tonight by the Dallas Stars, guys. What do y'all think? Hey, R finally gets the shutout that he deserved. I mean, that's the first things first. He was fantastic tonight. And man, the Stars were just so much better than the Knights yeah. all game long. It yeah. was substantial. And I don't know how much credit I would give to the Stars and how much credit I would give to the Knights being bad. Because honestly, I thought they played really, really bad today, but... Regardless, we were definitely the better team in this game by far. I agree. I think it was a little bit of both. I, I still feel like the Stars could have stretched their offensive muscles a little bit because, let's be honest, two of the four goals were bounces off of uh, Petrangelo, <laughs> and then one was <laughs> an empty sorry. netter. So, it, I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess if you're doing the right things, you're going to get rewarded and get goals, right, regardless of how it goes in. And that's the thing that I take away from it is that just overall, the Stars were hard on the puck the entire time and didn't give anything easy to the Knights. So in my mind, those two deflections off Petrangelo were kind of earned. It, it, they're a little bit lucky, but it's earned by just hard, hard-nosed hard hockey. And that's fair, too. So anyways, uh, who, who did you notice that was a really good player in today's game? I'll take the obvious one. Delandria was fantastic today. I mean, I think he had two assists. One a primary, one a secondary, and then big block shots, working hardest on the boards. I think this was one of Delhi's best games. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. James, do you notice anybody? Kiwi Ronta, definitely, man. I mean, it, we played a four-checking game tonight, and that plays right into what he already likes doing, and he shined pretty well throughout the game. So... Getting into my notes in today's game, no hint. So obviously the the lines are still juggled up. Sagan is still playing very well with that top line. Uh, we saw Glenn Denning with Marchman and Gary. We saw Kiwi with Olaf and Foxa. And we also saw Ben, Johnston, and Delandria reunited. So I thought as a whole overall, all three of those lines played pretty well in today's game. Yeah, and that Ben Johnson Delandria line especially. I mean, they look so good. I don't know what it is about Delandria that gives every line that he joins a jolt, but it's super cool to see. So, really important game for Pete DeBoer. This is his first game against his former team who fired him last season. Right off the bat, there's a good first shift for the Ben line. They get it started for the Dallas Stars. Uh, a Petrangelo shot goes high. Uh, Otter makes the save on the rebound from that shot shots are two to one early vegas has a chance it's cotter with a shot and then olaf has a chance as well after a turnover by vegas and then ben puts it home he scores after vegas cannot get it out of the zone 
And honestly, I thought it was a pretty loud cheer in the building considering it's in Vegas for the Dallas Stars. Surprising amount of Stars fans in Vegas. I mean, destination spot, I'll take it. Yeah, it also helps that Vegas isn't very good at home. So I don't know how many how many people <laughs> are wanting to go to those games right now. I mean, that's insane. They're 15-3-2 on the road. And yet, I think their home record is mediocre. That That's absolutely insane. That's weird. That's the weirdest thing I think I've ever seen. But anyways, I noticed that Dallas is really volume shooting today. So they're not just... Lost Ryan, oh. I think. Yeah, okay, I guess Ryan's gone. That's tough because we were just right in between segments too. I'm going to say... Anyways, the stars go on to just completely decimate the Kings in every facet of the game. Um, <laughs> oh, Ryan's back. You want to give us your notes, Ryan? I was just going to sum up the game in two sentences, but I guess we can keep going with your thing. <laughs> well, I just noticed that the stars were volume shooting today. That was something that I, oh, yeah. I was going to say. So they were doing a lot better than that. Glendening had a shot off the rush, but Gary probably should have taken a shot and I think it was even Razor that mentioned it in the beginning of the second period that Garyanov should have taken that shot there. Shots are 5-2 to two at 12.38 remaining. Dallas goes on the penalty kill. Kiviranta for high sticking. It stinks because the Dallas were, was the better team and they sh probably should have been awarded with the, the power play first. Kessel has a shot, but the Dallas penalty kill takes care of business. Robo gets hooked, but no call. Another missed call against Dallas. So Dallas is actually the one that probably should have been called on and it wasn't made. Um, Glenn Denning, he, he's had some, a series of big hits this year that had just kind of come out of nowhere. He had one on Cotter here, three and a half remaining Dallas with a three on two. It gets poked off a of mirror's stick. Unfortunately, Kiviranta with a really big chance in front. He's not allowed to score. So there's no goal there. And then the final two minutes Dallas survived. And it was basically the same players out there for the duration of those two minutes. And that was the best that Vegas had looked in the entire game up to that point. Yeah, and, and that was for sure a lot of pressure, but I felt like it was like pretty well defended by that line too, though. For, for being as tired as they were, they did a pretty good job. There was just a lot of movement around by the Vegas Golden Knights, and it, it still scared me because, you know, the longer that it's in the zone, the more it feels like it's going to go in the back of your net. Yeah. So thankfully, luckily, it did not. Yeah, so luck luckily, we had the ticking timer of the first period. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So Dallas does take a one to nothing advantage into the first intermission. Thoughts on the first period? Very good. I mean, you can't play a road period much better than that. Dominate the puck battles way faster than their team. Up on the leaderboard, that's pretty pretty perfect. So moving into the second period, Miller has two shots in that first period, in the first minute of the second period. One is a pretty good shot off the rush. The second one hits Delandria, and it looked like he was fixing to have to leave the game because it looked like he was in a ton of pain there. Thankfully that he uh, was able to continue with this game, though. But y'all talk about how Delandria and has been this season, especially in this game tonight. We noticed him a lot. Oh, well, yeah. I'll go all the way back to preseason. Preseason, we weren't sure if this guy was making the roster or not. I mean, he was fighting for his spot. And he really has taken that and turned it into being a solid depth guy with good offensive potential. I mean, he's getting moved up and down the lineup, not because he's doing bad, but because of the opposite. Because every time he joins a line, it creates energy. And that is, that's a great thing to have for a young player like him who's looking to, to stay in the NHL because he's making himself do it right now. Yeah. And and it, I think it comes from his tenacity, just him getting hit, hit, uh, bodies and with the puck tonight 
and just being able to get right back out there every single time, get right back up, keep playing. Gary Onuf would wire it. He finally takes advantage of an opportunity. This time, he didn't in the first period, but he does here. 1740, Ronberg has a shot. Otter makes a really good save. No rebound. That would be a consistent theme through the game. There was a shot with no rebound from Otter. Sagan has a shot. Delandria is out there, so good to see him. Thankfully, he's not hurt. Petrangelo had a shot. Easy save for Otter. Shots are 13-8, 1547 remaining. Dallas will go in the power play. It's Nick Haig who takes a holding call on Pavelski. During that power play, guys, I don't know how you felt, but there were three times that Dallas kept it in, but they didn't really do anything with the puck on that first power play. Is that something y'all noticed, or am I crazy here? I mean, yeah, there was a good passing on the power play, and I thought Vegas did a really good job against what we wanted to do in our unit, which is get it up top and get a shot from the point and look for a deflection. They were really not allowing us to do that, so I thought it was just a good penalty kill by the Knights, honestly. Yeah, it looked like they were purposely trapping Robertson on the boards with the puck. Yep. So Vegas, like we mentioned, they would kill it off. And after that, there was a couple of demon shots from Dallas. One of those hits Sagan. So again, Dallas hitting their own forwards with the puck. Sagan would have a chance on a broken play. It kind of bounced around a little bit. And then Dallas would go back on the power play. And I felt like it needed to be better. And they're able to get everything set up in the offensive zone. But just not enough dangerous chances, if that makes any sense. Again, for the second time within a span of five minutes and it was just a squandered power play in my opinion. Yeah. And, and like I said before, I, I give credit for that to the golden Knights. I thought they played a really good game plan against our power play specifically of what we want to get. And they really denied what we view as our best chance on the power play. Yeah. And realistically right now with hints being out, we don't really have much of a second unit. So once they get through the first unit, I mean the, the penalty is basically killed. In the dying embers of that power play, Lindell had a shot, and that was probably the best opportunity for the Stars during that power play. And 30 seconds after that, 8.22 remaining, Vegas has two chances. First, it's Riley Smith, then it's Jonathan Marcheseau. Then Dallas makes it 2 to nothing off of a play that you wouldn't expect it to be scored on, but Kiviranta scores off a deflection from a Vegas player, and it, it was all about Kiviranta on that shift. He's the one that gets the goal. He's the one that started the... Uh, kind of the cycle in that and he had it was aggressive enough to get to the puck and force some pressure on the Vegas Golden Knights so even though it wasn't like a quote-unquote great shot he finally is allowed to score and he's also the one that kind of set the whole thing up yeah re rewarded for his efforts for sure yeah. yeah I mean that's that's was all night too it's the second one off the four check that we get and we were four checking hard all night long so I wrote down that was a really big goal. It's a two-goal lead for the Stars, and it's from depth scoring. So that's something that we've been talking about. We need to see more from that uh, bottom six, the bottom six forward group. We need to see some more scoring. Not a ton, just need more. Especially when Rope's gone. Yes, agreed. Delandry would have a chance. A couple of good uh, defensive plays by Pavelski. 555 remaining. Garyanov has a backhand chance. Dallas would go on the penalty to kill 250 remaining. Sagan with a tripping call. It sucks because it was an offensive zone penalty because they were going after the puck. Cotter would have the best opportunity, but he plays, uh, uh, what did Razor say it? Belly button bullseye with Otter. Uh, Otter makes a save on a rebound, and it's a shot from the point. And then 50 seconds remaining in the period. This is in the dying embers of the Vegas power play. 
I don't know how it stayed out, but there was complete chaos in and around uh, Jay Cottinger, and it it stays out. They get lucky. I'm pretty sure Glendening actually stopped that one with his stick. I would have to go back and double check, but I'm barely certain that was Glendening's doing. Either way, it was crazy. In the second attempt, there was no way that puck was getting through nine players. I mean, everybody except for the guy who took the shot was in front of the net. It was hilarious. So Dallas survives four minutes that Vegas has played well on. It's the last two minutes of the first and the last two minutes of the second. And, you know, Otter was really good when he needed to be. He wasn't overly tested in today's game, but especially when he needed to be and he was called upon, he was there. Yeah, and he deserved to get an easy shutout after the past four games that he's played. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Really past, like, 12, dude. <laughs> he's been insane. Yeah. He's been nuts. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57, and for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus... All new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So to begin the third, Vegas has a two-on-one, couple of good D plays, one by Hawk and Paw, one by Miro. Pavelski with a point-blank chance, 13 and a half remaining, and then Suter would score. He finally gets his first goal of the season, and of course it goes off of Petrangelo, just like the other one did, and it's a point shot that found its way through. So Stars are up three to nothing at this point. Yeah, and I mean, we've been talking about it all year, how great Suter is and just how much of an offensive threat he is. And just th- these goals from Suter are just so fantastic. They've just been flowing like water. So it- it's really just good to see another one. And it- if this guy's not in the Norris conversation, I mean, then the Norris means nothing. Sarcastic remarks there. I love it. Uh, James, I'm going to call you on- upon you for this one. There's a really nasty, scary hit that happens immediately after that goal. And it's Hawk and Paw, who's unfortunately on the receiving end of this hit. And it was absolutely ridiculous that this hit was not called. It should have been a boarding call. And the refs just completely mi- either it, missed it or just said, oh, no, it wasn't a penalty at all. It, it wasn't just this hit either, because all during the third period, they were slew footing and boarding and tripping. There was one time where they slew footed Pavelski right in the slot, head goes straight back, almost hits the ice. They slew footed Kiwi, who was rushing up the ice, and he went he went into the boards. It, it was a very nasty third period, and they were letting... And this isn't even like a problem of, oh, we're not getting the power plays. It, it wasn't like that tonight. It's like those are dangerous hits that they're trying to take out of the game completely, and they didn't even call them as penalties. I'll complain about us not getting power plays because he talked about in the broadcast, and for some reason, Josh was just upset about this in the first period. So over the past five games, the Stars' opponents have had 
more than twice as many power play chances as the Stars oh, have. It's way more than twice. It's like almost three times. Yeah, that is seriously unbelievable. I mean, that makes zero sense, especially for the style of play that the Stars play. It's so offensive and so aggressive in the offensive zone with lots of passing and moving and lots of... We have some, some of the fastest skaters, and we can't draw penalties? Yeah. That just makes no sense, especially if you watch the game, the the past five games, the eye test tells you that it's incorrect too. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know what's going on, but it, it needs to change pretty quick. I think it was especially bad in that Calgary game though, because I mean, Calgary takes way more penalties than we do. And we just, we're not allowed to draw any penalties apparently. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So there was about three missed calls that, that I can think of. So there was that uh, Robertson miss from earlier and then there was also the Pavelski slew foot, oh, like well, they mentioned. Well, Ryan's three doesn't and matter because he mentioned the Robertson one, which really wasn't dangerous, but that's okay. <laughs> Golly, I hate West Texas. Oh, you're back. I swear. I, I said your your first uh, penalty didn't matter because it's it wasn't dangerous. It was still a penalty. It should have been called. So three missed calls by the refs. Refs, you suck. Okay, anyways. Shots 32 to 21 for Dallas at 828. Kessel gets hacked off because they're losing bad and he takes it himself. And he's bad. And he's bad. Um, Vegas would t pull the goalie with 532 remaining. It's six on five for Vegas. Pedrangelo would have a shot off the rush. Not super dangerous. The puck ping pongs around a bit in front of Otter at 146. Nothing comes of that. And then Sagan would put the empty net goal away with 43 seconds remaining. It took five minutes, but they eventually got it. And now Sagan has had goals in three straight games. So Sagan filling in very nicely on that top line with the absence of Rope Hintz. The game ends and Otter gets his third shutout of the season, fifth of his career, and he gets retribution for the one that he should have gotten at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, and the other one, and the other one, and the other one. And the other. <laughs> right, exactly, right. <laughs> and I thought for sure they were going to score with, just because that's how... Yeah. Unfortunate he is. He he's not allowed to get shutouts, just like Kiviranta is not allowed to score. And both happened tonight, so I guess it's okay, right? It's a miracle day. Right. Miracles can't happen, Cowboys. Listen. Yep. <laughs> yep. We're trying to we're trying to do this quick so we can go watch the Cowboys game. So yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh what happened in today's game, guys? The stars were better than the knights. They were faster, they're harder on the puck, and the knights have no players left. That is Start true. Through. The, the Knights for the second season in a row have no players left. Stone is out. Uh, Theodore is out. They lost Martinez in the middle of the game. So I think he took one shift in the second period, and that was it. So they were down to five defensemen. Petrangelo played like 30 minutes tonight, something ridiculous. And I think the biggest thing that for me that I really liked is that they came out strong at the beginning of the game. Not just... But you know, at points in the game. It was throughout the entirety of the game. It was consistent. It was a lot of pressure. And yeah, maybe it wasn't the most offensive game, like the way they scored the goals, but they still got rewarded for what they did. They were by far the better team aggressively. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Is it, was, it was the full 60 minutes too. Like great to put the pressure on up front, especially in an afternoon weird time game, but even better to do it the entire 60 minutes, even when you're up three goals at the end of the game. I mean, it really just overall great team effort. And then let's do our biggest winner, biggest loser. Who we got tonight? Uh, my biggest winner is uh, your favorite Dallas Stars player, number seven, Alex Petrangelo. Scored two goals for us tonight. Let's go. 
Yeah. <laughs> love Alex. I love it. I love the sarcasm. Chris? All right. My best. I said it earlier in the podcast. This is Delandria. I seriously thought he was fantastic tonight. I mean, really one of his best games. He was the best forward for the Stars tonight, and he was on the second line for the first time in, like, two months. So, really good for him. I'm going to give it to him just because I rag on him all the time, and I never know if he's ever going to score a goal ever again for the rest of his career, so I'll give it to Ryan Suter just because he scored a goal tonight. How about that? He should be in the Norris conversation. How about that? Yeah, there you go. That's better. <laughs> I was like, I, I know Chris is going to say something else. He's like, that's not enough. All right. Anything biggest, else? Biggest loser. Biggest loser. Ardell. Oh, yeah. Ardell, mute the thing right now. Ardell doesn't want any spoilers for the Cowboys game, but the lo- biggest loser is coming from the Cowboys game. Ardell, mute it. Five, three. four, three, two, one. Okay. You're done. Biggest loser. The Cowboys missed two extra point attempts. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my two goodness. extra points? So whoever the Cowboys kicker is, I don't even know the white boy's name. There you go. Uh, James, who you got? My biggest loser loser is the refs tonight because of the missed dangerous hits particularly. You can't let that go in a game. You really can't. It's dangerous for the players. It it makes the game more aggressive. It makes just bad hits from both teams after that. Just please just call the penalties. I will give mine to Lundqvist, and I'm being really picky because he had one particular turnover that I really didn't like, and thankfully nothing came of it, but that's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head, and I'm being really super picky. I just I can't think of anything else. And overall, everybody played really well tonight. So, again, like I said, I'm just being super picky about one little turnover. So, anything else? We were kind of able to run four, four, four lines tonight, so that was nice. Yep, I time like on ice looked good. Better. I, I think the move of, of Marchment going to the third line definitely helped that for sure. And speaking of people that needs to get it going, he needs to get it going too. So we'll see if he can get it going. All right, uh, let's go watch the Cowboys. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We hope you guys enjoy this episode, and we thank you guys for listening. Go and check out StochasticRemarks.com and StochasticRemarksShop.com for all the latest merch options. There's all sorts of goodies there. It's the best way to support us. Please consider leaving a five-star review, comment, like, subscribe, all that jazz, as always. So along with Chris and James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic evening, afternoon, morning. Whenever you guys are listening, Chris, take us away. GG, boys. We dim boys. Let's go, Cowboys. Let's go, Cowboys. Let's go. See you guys later.